Hello Blenders and welcome, welcome to another live edition of Real Blend, a podcast that is far from home. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, wait, yeah. Wait, wait, we're going to let Sean repeat wait, wait. that audio cue. Hold on, Go ahead. Hold on. No, we're going to give you a second. A podcast that is far from home. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't good. Yeah. <laughs> Sound effects. Do it again. Maybe it'll be funny this time. Hold on. Hold on. I can go one more time. Okay. Hello, Blenders. (laughs) And welcome to episode number 73 of Real Blend. Are we far from home? A podcast that that is far from home. (laughs) Oh, wow. Why are there three honks? I can't wait. Oh, wait. You put it away? Yeah. Yeah. Put it away. That was done. I'm all done. Bring that out. It's important to say. My my name is... That was amazing. My name is Sean O'Connell. I'm the managing director here at Cinema Blend, and I am joined, as always, uh, by my illustrious co-hosts, starting with... Kevin McCarthy of Fox Five in Washington D.C. BDK. Hi, Sean. Hi. How are you? I'm here. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm very excited to be here. We're all in London together. We're in my hotel room, uh, all combined up to a nice little table together. Uh, it, it's probably like a table meant for one person, yes. uh, essentially, and yeah. we're all like crowded around table for it. one person. Yeah, so Jake and I and Sean are all here, but Sean, it's good to see you. It's been a very special day for all of us, it and uh, we can't wait to tell you why. We will get into all of that, but before that, of course, we have to introduce Jake Hamilton. Me! Of Fox 32 in Chicago. Jake, how are you? Guys, is our London our just meeting place? Is I that where we feel, always are going to be? Have we, we done three here? We've done three uh, yes. episodes here. And I feel, we were just talking about the, the number of junkets that we've done here this yeah. year. You were just here for yesterday. I was here for yesterday. We've done, I did Dark Aftermath, Phoenix, Dark Man. Phoenix and Rocket Man. So we recorded Bohemian Rhapsody Bohemian, here. Yeah. Yes. We recorded Rocket Man here. Yes. And this is our third yes. one recording together. Well, we did Correct. Toronto as well. Right, but I'm talking about oh, London. here in London, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a weird amount of junkets in London. And we've turned a lot down. We turned down Men in Black. Uh, turn down and uh, turn down me. is interesting. Like, like people always think it's fascinating when we talk about the behind the scenes of junkets. And um, when we say turn down, it's it's either a conflict or. But like you know, some of the times these studios they'll be junketing the same time as another film while we're already covering another film, or someone will be on vacation, or somebody has something to do with their family. Um, you know, we don't turn. Well, sometimes things. you just can't be gone that long. Yeah, and, and we and that's the thing. It's like we are. We, we have we have actual jobs. We know we're lucky. We're very lucky to get to do what we do. And um, there's always something interesting about saying no to one of these because it's you know it, it just doesn't play into your right. schedule and or you're doing something. Um, so it, I always have that kind of secondary. Mind. Uh, well, Men in Black was interesting too because yeah. essentially we're turning down an actor who two months before we were clamoring to get. We were trying so hard to get Chris Hemsworth for Avengers Endgame, right? And then two months later, we're offered him, and we go, Ah, no, we can't do it. And we can't do it. Yeah, it's, and it's, so it's just the way this this job yeah. works. But we're all here for Spider Man: Far From Home. Sean will introduce that, but we've all seen it, and you are going to hear some of the first reactions on the planet on this podcast. We also have some really terrific stories to tell about just the interviews in general that we've been doing here. Uh, Yes, and the movie too. Also, this episode, we're going to dive into the five best movies we've seen so far in 2019. And that has been... Okay, so Jake is saying that it's been a challenge to come up with yes. that, but I just sat down and banged mine out like immediately. I had five. It was easy for me. Now, uh, but I'm not going to say that they're going to be on my you know top ten by the end of the yeah. year. Yeah, this has been a weaker first half to a year. I would imagine though that my top five is drastically going to change 
come July 26th. Are there and, movies in your top five that will be... Well, I know for you for sure, and yeah, I guess no you, question. You and here's the thing: I'm not, I'm not saying I'm gonna automatically love Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but I have not ever disliked a Quentin yeah. Tarantino film. Um, there are, all I mean, let's be honest. I'm going tens. into his movie thinking if that's not my favorite movie I've seen so far this year, I will be disappointed. Well, it's one of those things. Really? But, but, but Tarantino yeah, has set that I always bar. Go to his movies. You set yourself up for. No, it. I can't help it. He's done it for me. Yeah. In regards, it, yeah. in regards to what Jake's saying, I go into Quentin Tarantino's movies expecting tens, and he'll yeah. he'll deliver fifteens. Like I remember sitting down for Inglorious Bastards. Waiting for this to be amazing, and it blew my mind. All right, so we got to move on. So, Sean, go ahead. We will move on. Yes, obviously. Okay, so uh, we'll get to more stories from London, but obviously, we got to start this week's episode with reviews. And I'm going with three uh, this this week. I'm thrown off uh, because one of them is from the UK, which I find really. Fit. So I guess the longer we spend here, yeah, I guess we so. pick up UK listeners. And Gabe, what happened? I got emailed to us because I know I was checking. The iTunes, and we are oh, now did up Gabe to take time out of his busy freaking schedule to wow to to, to bless us with his presence yeah. on Real Blend? At some point in today's show, we need to get to the uh, the point that Gabe thinks he's a bigger deal than Kevin Feige, but we'll get to that. Go ahead. Maybe he's holding the Feige interview for Hero for Hero Blend. Oh yeah, I bet you that's what's going Saboteur. on. Saboteur. Little, little 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 behind the scenes show discussion here. We were discussing possible <laughs> interviews we have coming up on Real Blend, yes. and Sean sat down with Feige today, which we'll get to in the, later in the podcast. Yes, and Gabe was just very much against using it on our show now that i'm thinking about it yeah. jake's right yeah you Sabotur. want a tour you were gonna give that to mr eric eisenberg weren't you even <laughs> though sean did the interview you've changed wow you've changed a lot. It's, it's amazing true. you can speak so little but break yeah. my heart so much yeah. <laughs> now he waits like three or four hours to text back it's yeah. like, it's like I, I can't even get a hold he doesn't of even it. ask us for our blend picks no no no, no no yeah i didn't get it i didn't yeah, get a, yeah. I didn't get a question this no, week did I. oh you know, this, this week's blend game is killing murphy blend and interestingly enough is it killing or Cillian? Killian? Killian. Is it? Killian Murphy, Killian. yeah. Well, I'm a professional yeah. film critic. I don't know that. Yeah. I hope you have a pick. <laughs> you have and a pick? So, I do. Okay, good. And Gabe has a, um, Gabe's pick's going to be coming from Eric Eisenberg. To be fair, I was told I could not pick Peaky Blinders and Peaky as Blinders. As a TV as show. I think that's fair. Also, also yeah. Gabe's wearing a shirt that says, I love Hero Blend. Like, isn't that really awkward? Yeah. It's just awkward to wear to our show. Well, no, it's and says, what's I weird love... is that that's all he's wearing. <laughs> it says, I love Hero Blend, but then real is crossed out yeah it's like real yeah yeah it's like <laughs> and, then, and then like reels written like red rum in the uh in the, in the uh in the uh what do you call it oh Dr. Sleep God. trailer we, we got to talk about that at some point yeah. three reviews right. this week the first one is um from someone named titan 46 the subject says what my podcast library has been missing which i think is really nice he says i will never li- okay i will never listen to another collider podcast now here's where i'm going to press pause again and say that last week um, someone threw Screen Rant under the bus and we defended Screen I, I like the Screen Rant guys um, and I like a few people at Collider <laughs> so some people are nice there so I'll say that uh, but this guy is saying he's never going to listen to another Collider podcast these guys are great and they have access to things that most other podcasts only speculate about I agree. Okay, so the review's done. Thank you so much, Titan46, for that. Welcome to the Blender family. Yeah. We love having you here. And we're never going to be a podcast who throws any other podcast under the bus. But At we, least we, not we, publicly. Yeah, we, appre- <laughs> we appreciate the, uh, the, the, the comparison. Uh, and, we, you know, we want everyone in this business to do well, yeah. but... But what you said about us at the end, I think Sean will agree. That's what I want to elaborate on. Yeah, we're in a very interesting position, all three of us, that we're all here for three different outlets, three different sections of the country, of the United States, and covering a film for different audiences. And we all have our own experiences. we also cover them in different ways. Yeah, very different ways. This next one comes from someone named Eyeless34. 
And the subject line is a reference that I should get. I think a social network. It says, is it great or is it good? Is that a social network quote? I don't know. I actually don't know. Maybe she's maybe that person is genuinely asking. But they might be. It just seems like such a deliberate way to word that that it makes me think that it's a quote from something. Um, I love movies. Spend about twenty percent of my time, money, watching or reading about movies, and these guys are just a bunch of dudes who do the same thing. Love their analysis of movies. Bring up good counter arguments, and the interviews are top tier. Well, we would have Kevin Feige if Gabe would let us run it on our yeah. show. Maybe he yeah. doesn't think it's top tier. That's about as top are, tier as it Remember gets. that time when Gabe said that I'll listen to it and I'll, I'll uh, let yeah. you know? Like, yeah. we're, we're not joking. He actually no, no. said that. Hey, here's the thing. We are very... He's, here's the thing. I'll let you know if your Kevin Feige interview is good enough for the podcast I abandoned. So here's the thing. We are very sarcastic on this show sometimes. I, I, I legitimately joke about my mom being all these reviews when she's not. Gabe actually said that. Those words came out of his mouth. I will listen first yeah. to tell you if it's good enough Wait, to run. Maybe we, you know that might actually might be on the audio recording. If Kevin Feige was reading his grocery list, oh, yeah. I would put it on the podcast. Oh, no question. Yeah. I would I would air he could two like, hours of dead air from Kevin Feige. Right. Apparently we couldn't because apparently no. Gabe is the gatekeeper. All right, right, right. Back to Eyeless 34. You know, Feige passed me in the hallway today. I know. Yeah. And he was like, have you heard about that podcast Hero Blend? <laughs> I, I hear I'm going to be on it. <laughs> so like the whole time, Feige's doing the interview. Like he knows, ooh, this is actually for Hero Blend. <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, you need to listen to part of this. We're getting up to a really good part. Okay. Uh, love their analysis. Bring up good interviews. Interviews are top tier. Great interviewers, great analysis, and great show. Also, is Kevin's mom hot? <laughs> he asks. <laughs> and we really wanted you to, to hear that. You know what's funny about that? Because now it feels like if this is your mom who wrote this, yeah, she's yeah. fishing for comments. Oh, this is like meta. This is like... <laughs> it's getting so, weird. Oddly <laughs> it's enough... real weird. So my mom is very beautiful. She and, is. She, and, she's and, a, she's and, a wonderful woman. Oddly enough, growing up, my friends would joke about that. Like So that that so the fact that he said that yeah. is funny to me because my friends would always joke about how good looking my mom was. That's really funny. You know, obviously it would make me angry because they would say you know, inappropriate things, but, but, you know, my, my mom is such a cool person that I even think that if she ever heard jokes like that, that she would just laugh. I mean, I, I spent an entire weekend with my mom and dad a couple weeks ago watching Kevin Smith movies. Yeah. Wow. Jane and Bob and, and Clerks and like, it was amazing. My mom was cool about that, but yes, she's a very, very beautiful woman. Very attractive lady. Okay. So then he says, self-promotion, check out the movie Blacklight, indie film I'm a part of, almost done filming now. So Eyeless, 34. There's your promotion. What's the name? Blacklight. No, no. What's their name? The, the Eyeless. Uh, E-Y-E-L-E-S-S? Correct. That's uh, one of my favorite. So I, I don't talk about this a lot on the show, but I'm a huge heavy metal fan. Um, like a Slipknot? And, uh, yeah. So Slipknot wrote a song called Eyeless. And in that song, the lyrics are, you can't see California without Marlon Brando's eyes. Oh, oddly enough. So I wonder if that person's a Slipknot fan. And Corey Taylor, who I'd love to get on our show at some point, um, is the biggest movie fan ever, and he's involved in a documentary in it right now about Robert England, who played Freddy Krueger. Yeah. And Corey's latest Slipknot mask was made by Tom Savini. That's amazing. Who you might know as the sex machine from From Dust Till Dawn. <laughs> An amazing. Yes, uh, yeah. yeah Remember that great verse. sequence when the the, when gun, the, the gun like gun yeah like flips up? up? Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So so like I'm telling you right now, like that'd be, if Corey, if you ever listen to our podcast, we'd love to, I'd love to have you on. It'd be awesome. All right. This next one and is Gabe from, will let you come on. Oh, oh wait, oh, that's right. He's not. Yeah, Gabe will let him. This yeah. last yeah, yeah. one is from uh, Zara167, who is from the UK. Uh, she writes, or he writes, amazing with an exclamation point. This podcast is brilliant. 
This is, oh. I love the review wow. part of the show. The review part of the show is my favorite. It really favorite. goes downhill from it there. It just torpedoes <laughs> into, the, into the tank. But the reviews are great. Uh, this podcast is brilliant. Jake, Sean, Kevin, and Gabe have such great chemistry as they debate and discuss movies you feel as if you are a part of the conversation. But Gabe doesn't debate. Their knowledge and banter he just chooses. make the podcast so entertaining, and it has quickly become one of the highlights of my week. They are never afraid to give their honest opinions. I generally find myself agreeing with Jake's point of view, although for us, I was completely on Kevin's side. Yeah. The Blend Games introduced me to really good films that I haven't seen yet, and the podcast is a great way to keep up to date with current film news. Congrats on making such a cool and funny podcast. P.S. I'm not Kevin's mom and Dunkirk with an exclamation hey, point. Mom, M-U-M? M-U-M. Thank you for the, Kevin's, for the mom. Kevin's mom and Dunkirk the, the love. King's English. Amazing. All right, so uh, talking points. We're not going to get into news because we have a lot of stuff to get to. We have our own news. In terms of what yeah. we are doing. Yeah. Exactly. So we're going to go on an update on London, what we've all been up to. As Kevin mentioned earlier, uh, we are here for the Spider-Man Far From Home uh, junket. And Gabe, is this the point in the show where we can react to the to the movie? The social media embargo has lifted on Spider-Man Far From Home. So I think we can all at least just tell you guys in barest details what we think about it. And I want Kevin to go first because the movie has achieved something yes. relatively significant for him. This is we're, We will not talk spoilers yes, no for this spoilers, movie no spoilers. at all, so you guys are safe which, to continue which is listening. A very, this is a very difficult film to talk about it's without talking spoilers. It's actually impossible to talk about it in the sense of why we liked it. So um, I will say this, and again, this this is no nothing more than you would see in a social media Twitter reaction. This is in your tweet. That, yeah, these, this is in my tweet. So it's literally... Over the past multiple, multiple years, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2 has always been my favorite Spider-Man film. Um, Homecoming came very close to it, as did Spider-Verse. Uh, and then there was a moment in Far From Home where this film finally surpassed Spider-Man 2. That's amazing. And I, Raimi's Spider-Man 2 with Doc Ock, and uh, you know, I love Raimi's style. It's still a brilliant film. One of the best superhero movies ever. And... This particular film, I can't get into why I love it so much because we can't go down that path yet. Um, but, but even saying what you're saying is significant. Yes. Right. From a That's per- major. From a personal level, um, part of my reasoning for loving cinema is attached to something else that I feel like this film combines a lot of things that I love in my life into one platform. That's all I'll say. It, it's, a, it's incredible. That's interesting because I know what you're talking about, and so it's something personal, very personal to me that, that I've worked on. on yes, that. and it, it, it's the two go hand in hand, but I can't say what it is because it's just it, we're in spoiler territory if we go down that path. So I'll say this about it: I'll go next, and I'll say that um, the first half of the film, the first hour, is a lot of fun, but and we talked about this: the tone is is tough to to figure out, but for a reason, yes, for a reason. I mean, at one point, Kevin looked over at me and asked. Does this feel Does this weird? Feel weird but yeah. it but then, but then I'll say to. it did. It's supposed it to. It did feel weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, But then I'll say that the second half of it has has the best Spider-Man stuff ever. I've ever I've ever seen. Ever. And so and so I hold the Spider-Man. Like it beats in. Civil War Airport Spider-Man. Oh yeah. It really no. I think it just does. Spidey, Spider-Man. not the scene. Yeah, okay. Spider-Man, just yeah, the yeah. not the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, in terms of Winter Soldier so, and Civil War, are still top five. I love Homecoming a lot. I love this movie a lot. 
a lot of people have DM'd me and asked me, like, better than Homecoming. Everyone wants to hear, yeah, is it's it better, better than, than Homecoming? Homecoming? It is better than Homecoming. I think that each of them do some things, they both do some things really, really well, right? I'm not ready yet to say one is better than the other. See I it love again, them though. both. Uh, but I need to see it again. I love them both. There's a couple of things, there's one or two things, and Jake and I have had very long discussions about this today. There's one or two things that irk me about it that might be fixed on a repeat viewing. I don't know. Um, I'll say this. Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man ever. Without question. That we have ever had. No question. It's just not close. Nope. And Mysterio is one of the most fascinating characters ever. that we've seen. Mysterio, um, I'll say this, is the reason why I love this film. Okay. Oh, interesting. Very nice. Uh, I do not think it is better than Homecoming. Okay. Um, I like it very much. I do. It is a movie that I started out thinking was fine, and then it, I think it gets better and better with every act. Oh, I yeah. Th- I thought it was, yes. like, the first act I thought was fine. The second act, I was like, okay, this is getting interesting. This is good. And by the third act, I was like, holy crap, I like this. Yeah. I borderline love this. Um, I, I didn't feel that way with Homecoming. From Homecoming from the start, I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah, See, yeah. Homecoming to me, I love Homecoming. But besides the Keaton sequence in the car, the action in Homecoming wasn't great. But, but in here, my opinion. here's what Homecoming. Here's why Homecoming works for me. Is it to me the most interesting thing about Spider Man is that he is a high school kid. Correct. And that. Is in that scene this where he focuses crushed, all about that, and he, yeah. see, I don't think it does. Oh, I he's, completely disagree. I, to me, it's like the complete. It, it completely I mean, does. They're, they're on a school trip, but to me, homecoming was about a high school kid who just wanted to hang out with a girl that he liked. There are literally lines in this film <laughs> yes, where Tom Holland is saying, school, "I want but, to be but, a normal but kid." But with homecoming, is that they're actually in high school, and it so are they? More, yeah. No, but they were actually so physically in a high school, yeah. not on a school trip. They're on a trip. They're, they're far trip. from home. Literally. There's a lot of downtime in Homecoming. Yes. When he's just I kind like of figuring downtime. out I like that. Me too, what though. he's doing, constantly trying to call yeah. and I'm not. And I'm not knocking I love Far From Home. I'm yeah. not knocking it, but I'm just saying why I think Homecoming is still a better right, movie. But the action. And also, Homecoming has Iron Man. I agree, but the which, action in Homecoming... Is see, I like the quieter scenes in scene, Homecoming than I like the action. I don't like the in boat Far From Home. in Homecoming. The boat scene does not do anything for me. Every action scene in Far From Home is far superior to anything in Homecoming. Would you agree with that, action-wise? Mm. I love the the plane fight in Homecoming. Yeah. I really that's a do. cool scene. But, I really like it a lot. I've watched it a lot. But yeah. you know what scenes I'm referring to? Yeah, yeah, in no, Far I know. From Home. No, I know. There's, yeah. there's but, a but few but that to are me. Really... It's the quiet scenes in Homecoming that work when Let he me... is crushed and screaming for help. It reminds us that he's a kid, yeah. and there's nothing in Far From Home that is better but than that. Oh, I think Far From evolving. Home. He's now right. been through a few big right. Avengers battles. Right. He's died. Uh, think about what's I, happened since Far From Home, yeah. or I, since Homecoming. Yeah. He's been snapped. I get that. He's trained. I get that. I'd hate but, to go back but, to but, but nothing, nothing hit me in the soul in Far From Home like him screaming for help yeah, in yeah. Homecoming. I See, that. I would disagree, and I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll get into this later on. There's something... And more emotional about that film than just the high school part that you're referring to. I'll get Again, into that later. Just to emphasize. I think I, I, I loved Far From Love Home. That. Okay. I'm just playing devil's advocate in that why I liked Homecoming better. Let me ask this, because we're comparing it in the Spider-Man film yes. universe. Where does it fall in the MCU for you guys? It's somewhere in the middle for me. Top seven. Top seven. Jesus. I think it, see, Homecoming's not even my top ten. Ooh. Homecoming's in my top three. Yeah. This is, in my opinion, oh, far superior to Homecoming. Homecoming's in my top five or six. This is probably somewhere in the middle for me. Oh, but also so you have to understand, and I can't even tell you why I love it, once we can get into an actual discussion on this show, right. 
my critique of it will make more sense. Right. Are we going to do a spoiler review? Eventually. Does Gabe uh, give us permission? I would like to do it with my Kevin Feige interview. No. If Gabe ever lets me. If Gabe... Speaking of Kevin Feige, let me start telling you about yes, the conversation please. that I had with Kevin Feige. Can I, can, I, can I start out? Please. There is nothing cooler <laughs> than watching your friend get to meet one of their heroes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we've all experienced this with each other. I got to experience it watching Kevin get to meet Tarantino and Spielberg. Um, oh, Kevin got to experience it whenever you know I called him after I met Tom Hanks. Yeah, like we've all gotten to do it. And honestly, I'd argue it's just as good of a feeling watching someone you care about do it than it is actually doing it yourself. Yeah, I agree because you know how much it means to that yeah. person. Yeah, well, and, and that's a cool. And, and I feel like we got to see yeah. Sean do that today. That's because how Kevin felt. Feige is the architect of something that he loves with all of his heart. And, and that's how I felt when we were doing our end game stuff with the Russos. Like, yeah, that um, was fantastic. Like, but, but like, but, but, <laughs> but, but I mean by that is, well, you obviously were near, you were closer to Sean Sayer and his Feige stuff. I wasn't. So like my, uh, my perception of the Feige moment that Sean's about to explain, I don't know anything about it yet. So I'm waiting to hear that. Oh, but good. the Russos, I got to witness Sean tell the Russos in person that it was his favorite movie ever made. But continue. Well, so, um, and, and the thing about the MCU is that it's <clears throat> still relatively new. It's 11 years old. Um, and in in my opinion, as we've talked a lot on the show, to me, it's it's impossible. Like, it should not exist. And, and even that, going into my interviews with both Gyllenhaal and Sam Jackson... One through line that I asked each of them was just like, what are your thoughts on what the MCU has been able to accomplish? And from Jake Gyllenhaal, the angle was you you were not in it and now you're part of it. Um, what was your thought on on what they've accomplished before you even got into it? And from Sam, it's like you've question. been there from day one yeah, and you've seen what they've been able to do. And they each – both of them gave the exact same answer – it's their emphasis on character. Yeah, they build character before anything else, and you care about the. Look human at Iron elements. Man one. Yeah, yeah, that's such a character piece. If and they just made Iron Man one and never made another Marvel movie, that would be a great movie. Yeah. Iron Man one is incredible, and I think that people need to go back to it. it I, is, think, I think it's pretty well regarded. No, 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 it's, no, it's well regarded, but it's so it's so long ago that right now it's all Avengers, yeah. right? Iron Man one is masterful. Yeah. Like it is. Awesome. I remember, remember how big of a deal it was when the post credit scene <laughs> came up and we see Sam Jackson playing Nick Fury for the first time and he mentions the Avengers. I remember him mentioning the Avengers yeah. and everyone in my theater going like, oh, and me going, wait, who's that? Who, yeah, yeah, yeah. who are the Avengers? Yeah, and I had yeah. to have someone explain to me who oh, the really? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Jake okay. and I didn't... I, mean, I didn't read the comics. I'm with okay, you. Yeah. Like Growing up, I collected some comics because I liked the covers, Yeah, but I wasn't like an avid comic reader. Yeah. I, I always explained that I'm a comic book movie fan but I'm not a comic fan. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't read comics. Yeah. So, I can't, I can't, like, and I, yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, I, yeah. I, I, I'm a fan of the movies. I was a big fan of, like, Keaton's Batman movies. Yes. And, yeah, yeah. and, and those are know. the way I know yeah, the characters. Yeah, exactly. Like, Me too. Yeah. 100%. Like, I don't really know who, what Iron Man like in the comics. So Jake and I were having this conversation just now over dinner, and I was explaining to him that part of my routine growing up was every Saturday going to a comic book shop with my mom. My mom would drive me um, to the comic book shop. I'd get all the new issues from the books I collected, I collected every Spider-Man book, and then I would get a couple of random one-offs. I would get New Mutants and X-Men and some Avengers books, and then we'd go to a 7-Eleven, and she would get coffee, and I would get some food, and we would just sit there. She'd read the paper, and I read comics. That was That's my whole history of building up to all of this. So to see the MCU come to fruition, and not just come to fruition, because plenty of people have seen things that they love come to the big screen, whether it be... And it sucked. Detective Pokemon. Or something or like that. Yeah, anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything yeah. that they cherish. Harry Potter, yeah. 
for me, it's always been Marvel Comics. Yeah. And so to see it realized um, in such a fashion, and it's not, it, it's not everything is not a five star, you know, but it's largely successful with a couple of dips. Um, but the big picture of it all is positive. But, and mind blowing to me yeah. that, that just because we all understand how movies get yeah. made. This should not happen. The Marvel Cinematic Universe is, in my opinion, the greatest accomplishment in the history of cinema. I would agree. What's wild about it, though, and if you actually... I was watching an interview that the the cast did with Kimmel um, for this movie, and the sheer scope of them shooting Endgame two years ago... Right. And then doing Far From Home somewhere... I mean, it's so amazing to me that these movies actually work continuity-wise. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's truly incredible to think about... The fact that Endgame was pretty much done, except for some reshoots, in 2016. Right, right. And the fact that these, I don't know, it, it just blows my mind. I, I was curious when you when talked to Feige, did you ask him about his favorite order at Starbucks? No, I didn't, but I, I probably should have. What, what you didn't it? ask him his question? No. What is did it? you tell him to ask? I told you to ask him his question. What is his greatest order at Starbucks? His favorite. When he goes to Starbucks, he orders a cold MC brew. <laughs> Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 This week's episode of Real Blend sponsored so by I, Starbucks. So here I step into this room with who, who, the architect of of my favorite thing at this point now. And I've met him before at said visits. I've never had a one-on-one with him. It's my first time. So I take the moment to, oh, and let me back up and let everybody else know what happened on the way to London. Should I tell this story? Please. It's part of the bit. I'm wearing a Spider-Man shirt into my Kevin Feige interview. It's a Spider-Man shirt that I purchased when I landed here in London at Forbidden Planet Comics. Because on my way to London, my bag got stolen by somebody. Inadvertently. My mom. (laughs) (laughs) Inadvertently. She just flew there to get your bag. An elaborate sting by your mom. Um, I got on the parking bus to go to the terminal. Someone was getting off of the bus at another spot and grabbed my suitcase instead of their own. Mm. So when I arrived at the terminal on the bus from the parking lot to the terminal, my suitcase was no longer there in the five minutes it took to get from my car to the terminal. And I had 30 minutes to decide, am I getting on this plane to London with with nothing to be at the Spider-Man junket or am I pulling the plug and abandoning? Now, the, the good the upside to this was I had a backpack and in the backpack it had my laptop and my phone and my passport and everything that I needed to still go, just no clothes. All of my clothes were in my suitcase. So I went and purchased things when I got here, including – and the, the four things in my suitcase that I relied on for this trip, four Spider-Man shirts, including one I bought specifically for this junket, which you can see on my social media. It's a Spider-Man Mysterio t-shirt. Um, the only reason it's in the text chain. To be fair, I I posted it someone else wore it today. Someone else wore it today. Really? That would have been really awkward. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, maybe, maybe, wearing it. maybe this is all for a reason. So I walk in and Feige says, oh, I like your Spider-Man shirt. Ah, and, and it was okay, the icebreaker. Were we not telling you the entire time, dude, the shirt's kind of better? You did say it was. Yeah, it was. It was working. So anyway, icebreaker, told him the whole suitcase story, then went into my gush about Endgame and how it's replaced Die Hard. And I just thanked him for everything because this is my opportunity. To say, you know... Can I interrupt? 22 movies, 11 years. You mentioned thanking him, which I was saying, like, I find myself doing that. As I get older, I'm getting to the point where, to me, the most fulfilling thing is looking someone in the eyes and saying thank you. Yeah. Isn't that that such a, like... I I, I don't know when that... That used to not be a thing for me. 
And, but uh, like, yeah. but saying thank I, you to people that do stuff for me now is like I thanked Kevin Feige today. Did you, like, because yeah. I was literally in a hall. I was in a hallway on the de- on deck for Samuel L. Jackson and Feige. Well, first of all, when Chris Evans walked by us at yeah. uh, at the end game. Thank him. Yeah, we said thank you. I, I had randomly had a five minute conversation with Amy Pascal, which was which was crazy cool because like. She's made some amazing films. Yeah, yeah. And then Feige walks by, and I stand up immediately and go, oh my gosh, this movie's amazing. Thank you so much. He goes, I like your tie. And then he rolled out. Yeah, like, yeah. It, was, it was super fast. I, I wish I got a photo with him, but continue. So anyway, um, we get into the interview. It's a lot of Far From Home spoiler talk, so I won't get into that. I will say, I was telling this to Jake over dinner, um, there's moments in the conversation where the questions that I was asking, and not to pat myself on the back. No. But they're do it. They please. are like Spider-Man specific and Mysterio geeky, and where you have to be a true fan to ask the question. And I saw his face light up. Like you just saw the difference where he realized, oh, you know, like these guys oh, are true fans. I'm talking to somebody who knows what they're talking about. And then three other times over the course of the conversation, he would just say something along the lines of. You know, and then Spider-Man fans, I don't have to tell you, like, you know this. Oh, yeah. But, like, someone else might is not that, Is that the That's ultimate? Awesome. Is that the ultimate? Every time he did it, I just wanted to die. I'm yeah. just like... You wanted a Kevin Dyke. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. God! Yeah! Just uh, stop! Yeah, like, that that like, yeah, 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 yeah. So, it was just... You don't get to laugh anymore. Yeah. So, and I'll tell a really funny story. No, he's actually laughing at something uh, Eric said him from Hero yeah. Blind. No, it, was, it, was, it was just the timed out perfectly. Yeah, it's yeah. a really... Yeah. <laughs> So I don't take a lot of pictures. Um, I don't like to ask for a lot of pictures in interviews. Um, we, Kevin and I have no problem doing it whatsoever. These guys do. It's it's their thing for sure. Um, I don't really. I don't need people's pictures. I don't really want. But I'm but I'm starting to. I'm starting <laughs> to frame um, some things that have been really significant over the years. I've been doing this for almost twenty years now at this point, and um, and and so I wanted a Feige picture. And this, this is a funny story. Eric Carroll is an executive at Marvel. He's a super big wig, works with Feige. He's in the room also, and he's almost part of the interview, right? And you're really going to appreciate this, Kevin, because of where you come from with photos. Um, Kevin is definitely answering all of the questions, but every once in a while, Eric will sort of chime in. And it's not like I'm interviewing the two of them, but he's definitely there. We start getting to the end of the interview, and now I start thinking about the photo, right? Like how I'm going to get a photo. <laughs> and then I think, and oh, we've all been there. I go, oh no, Eric Carroll's going to want to get the picture. He's going to want to get the picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. would be really fine. And, to, right? and, and just a quick sidebar, I've already gotten a lot of shit today for cropping someone out of my photo. Yeah. So you yeah. have to be really I careful. told you that was not a great idea. <laughs> I, like, like Jake, I'm about to call Jake out, but Jake comes to me the hallway. Can you tell that? Can you tell oh, yeah. that story? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Please Let's come back. Are we on sidebar? Yeah, finish, yeah, finish. Oh, oh, yeah, I'll finish mine. Uh, right. So Eric Carroll, <laughs> I'm in the back of my mind thinking, Eric Carroll's going to want to be in this picture. But thankfully, when it ended and I said, and, and and we're all standing up and I didn't say it to anyone out loud. I was like, do you guys mind if we snap a picture? Did Eric Gall take it for you? Yes. Oh, yes. Beautiful. It was the life raft That's that great. I needed. Yeah, I, he had to have known. Wow. Yeah, I think he did. I think he knew. I think he did. And, and again. Good I, for him. He's been on set visits with us before. Cool. I've, I've been in interviews with him before. He is the nicest guy. I was guy. guessing. That's what actually what happened. And that is exactly That's what cool, happened. That's cool, man. Let me take it for you. Let me defend myself for a second. Uh, oh, wait, you wait, cannot wait, wait. defend no, yourself. I did situation. what everyone else wanted wait, to do. I'm just the only one that had the guts to do it. Let me set this up. So Jake and I uh, so bad, were bad. in the <laughs> we were interviewing the whole cast. Today. Everyone here has done it. No, I've never done it. Didn't you crop out Clint, uh, 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 Diane, Diane Weiss out of out of your Did you picture? Really, an Academy Award winner? No, I didn't crop. Her. Yeah, it's just oh. you and Clint Eastwood. No, mine's me and Clint Eastwood. You cropped out an Oscar winner. She wasn't in my photo. I'm not talking to you. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
talking to you, Tell O'Connell. The story. Tell the story. Tell Let's the story. give perspective. So uh, we're in this hallway at the junket today because, like, the, to me, this is the stuff that I think listeners like to hear. Yeah. Um, we're at this junket and it's four rooms, so uh, not the Quentin Tarantino movie, but the it's four rooms. So it's <laughs> one room is uh, Tom Holland, Zendaya, Jacob Battlin. Uh, next room is Samuel Jackson. Next room is Jake Gyllenhaal, and then finally uh, John, John Watts. Watts. So uh, I go down to do Tom Holland and Zendaya and Jacob Battlin. So I'm going to give my picture story because then because it transitions into Jake's. <laughs> so my mine's actually kind of embarrassing. So I I go in the well, room. I heard the story. I don't think I told you. No, it's not, it's not that bad. I went I went into the room and I did the interview and. Uh, it went great. I, in my, for me, I was like very happy with it. And then when I got up, I go, "Hey guys, can I get a quick picture with you?" Okay. So then I, they go, "Oh, no problem." So I start patting down my, my, my pants. My phone's not on me anymore. Okay. And I realized I left it outside on my chair oh, on deck. No. So um, two, one of two things could have happened here. One, they could have said, "Sorry, Kevin, we don't have time." I was like, "Can I borrow?" I literally said out loud, "Can I borrow someone's phone?" Okay. Um, and their room was really complicated because it was a ton of equipment. Yeah, very, the way you had to, the way you around. walked into the room, you yes. go a very weird way around. Yeah. All yeah. Stuff. yeah, you couldn't have just run out to the hall and back. No, no. So um, thankfully, and to Tom Holland's publicist's credit, Tom Holland's publicist super nice stands up and goes, "Kevin, I got you, no problem." Okay. So she goes, "Here's my phone." So I, I, I take her phone, I do a selfie, I put it on my Instagram. I include Jacob Battling, and then uh, and then <laughs> so I go outside, and his publicist was just so cool that he she followed me outside. Who's and, publicist? Uh, Tom Holland's, okay. and and literally airdropped the picture to me right away. Oh wow, nice! It was amazing. That's awesome. So then Jake goes in. Jake came. Don't tell your story. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna let Jake. Defend yourself. Jake okay. Yeah, you Here's the deal. When we got the lineup. <laughs> For who was doing the junket and how they're paired. Game that's the one thing. Game is intrigued. That's you, how you, you know you the story. You find working. out who you're getting, and more importantly, you find out how they're paired. Yes. You want, and the, the big question is is Tom Holland by himself or is, is he paired with other people? Right. He was paired with Zendaya yes. and Jacob Badlin. Right. Which, from a TV perspective, you automatically, and, and I love Jacob in the, his character, Ned, Terrific. is great. His, Very funny. Ned is basically me. In high school, yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I but when you posted that photo, didn't you say Ned's dead, baby? Ned's, Ned's dead. dead. Yeah, so I, I, I genuinely <laughs> really do like him in the movies. But from a TV perspective, what about an Instagram perspective? Shut up, O'Connell. From a TV perspective, tell tell me you didn't wish that it was Tom by himself, or at least just Tom and Zendaya. That's not the point. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, it, does, it is a point. Well, to answer his question, of course, when you do the interview, right? But. Picture wise, there was never any moment. So, so, yeah, listen, th- th- this was so. Not I, I, I say, hey guys, can I get a picture with you? Sure, come on over. I say, like, Zendaya, like, you take the picture. So, Zendaya is actually the one taking the picture of all of us. Didn't you push Jacob out of the way? Listen, <laughs> did you ask Jacob? Actually, what's, you funny? Asked Jacob what's funny is that Tom says, like, lean in. So, so the way the picture is framed, it's Zendaya, yeah, me, and Tom, yeah. In the backdrop of the Spider-Man poster. Beautifully oh, framed. It's beautifully framed. Yes. And then out of frame <laughs> by himself is Jacob, who, if I'm being honest, Such I could nice have kid. done without Such in the picture. Such a nice kid. An amazing nice kid. kid. Great kid. Really nice guy. Yeah. But just don't go to Jake's Instagram if you want to see this. Let me ask you, photo. if it had just been Jacob in yeah. a room, would you have taken a picture? No. Okay, then. But, but, but hold on. See, this is this is called the denial and, <laughs> but and the no. butterflies. And, like, you know, he's not lying. But Jake comes to me 
And, and this, we're all playing yeah. this for yeah. fun. Because no, I, I actually completely understand why Jake did what he did. Of course. I just couldn't do it. Um, <laughs> Kevin's a good person. He couldn't do it. No, no, no. I don't mean it like that. I, 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 no, so to clarify that statement, I have a lot of anxiety. Like, Jake is, in my opinion, an more, asshole. More, no, 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 no. More logical and more, like, uh, and more, uh, Clear thought thinking than I am. Sure. So if I po- if I did this, I would be like worrying about it forever. Jake does it because it's probably the best way to post. Look a at photo. this picture. No, I'm looking at. Look it. how easily he's cropped out. Right, 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 right. <laughs> there. So to there. And I want to die. Is making a really to, funny face. Yeah. To there. Like how much better of a picture is it like that? I agree. It's so I, I want to clarify two things. One, I'm not judging Jake at all for this because I actually understand. It feels a little judgy. No, no, no. no, no. I want to clarify. I understand why Jake did what he did, and I actually understand it completely. Um, My personal reason for not doing it was because I would be worried about it. Uh, it's nothing to do with my like me being a better person. It was just literally I would be worried about cutting him out and then like you know getting in trouble, or whatever. Yeah. Um, so Jake comes to me in the hallway and he goes, he goes, would I be a D word if I if I if I cut uh, cut out what? That's the word you're afraid of saying on this uh, podcast? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, if I cut him out and I was like, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I did it anyway. Then, Thirty minutes later, I pick up my phone. <laughs> And like, I thought maybe half Jake my was nowhere to be seen. I thought, I thought half my screen was missing. I was like, I was like, where? Like, like he's am I such a nice this? kid yeah, too. Yeah. He's such a nice kid. You know what's worse? I think he gets it. My my thumbnail for my YouTube video that has him out <laughs> cut too. Him out too. He cut his thumbnail on YouTube. Why? Because a picture of of Tom Holland as Zendaya goes a long way. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. We need to get Jacob Badalon on the show now. That, that needs Gabe will let him on for Jacob sure. Jacob Badalon and and John Favreau together. <laughs> How did the rest of your interviews go? Oh my god! The, the, no, the, the, that interview was great. All the interviews were fantastic. By the way, is, I get why Jake did what he did. I actually don't judge him for it. We're just making fun of him. It is funny, and we joke yeah. too. Also, that um, Gyllenhaal and Sam Jackson can both, for different reasons, be tricky. Yeah, prickly oh, interviews. Yeah. If they're not in the mood to yeah. talk and play around. Yeah. We've all done both of them at multiple occasions, and sometimes they're fantastic, yeah. and sometimes you just got them on and a bad sometimes day. Sometimes you go viral because they want you to say the N word. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's another. Yeah. yeah, Jacob Battle, I never should have asked you. That. <laughs> it was that's super awkward yeah. when he did that. But, no, but, but today they were the best yeah, I, Sam I do think you should probably explain that to anybody. Oh, who have, we, not, have we never it. talked about that? No, 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 just tell like, hey, the In case you don't know what I'm talking about, I had an interview with Sam Jackson uh, go viral Django. Uh, for Django about seven years ago. Because I brought up the usage of the N-word in Django. But your questioning was very interesting. No, yeah, because yeah. the question was going to be, and I never got around to asking, asking the question, which is, does the context or the usage of the word determine whether or not you'll say it? Right. Like, Quentin writes it a certain <clears throat> way. You trust Quentin, you know Quentin, you'll say it for Quentin. Yeah. If another writer writes it in a way that you don't think is worthy or think is uh, manipulative or uses the word in a way it should not be used, would you say, no, I don't feel comfortable saying that? Yeah. I didn't get around to asking that because all I got to... There's a lot of usage of the N-word in this movie. Right. And he cut me off and said, what word is that? Yeah. And wouldn't proceed to to uh, answer my question unless I said the word, which I would not. Uh, and the, it went viral. And, and it went yeah. viral because it was taken out of context. 30 I, heard, se- I heard it on Stern. I heard Stern yeah, talk Stern about it. Yeah, Stern talked about it. Like, 30 seconds. But here's the deal. is that If you watch the whole interview, 
He ends up laughing and kind of giving me like a hard time, kind oh, of yeah. jabbing me for it. Yeah. But when you take those 30 seconds out, yeah. you can yeah. manipulate that into whatever you want to do. And it was a really... You didn't look bad, though. Oh, I never looked bad, but I, I always walked away feeling bad that he looked bad because he shouldn't have. Yeah. Well, I think what ultimately happened was that those interviews were so good that people came to the channel, watched them. That that helped. That, I, that I ended up cool getting thing. a lot of because yeah. um, it was part of like a like a sixteen minute long video with with Quentin Tarantino and Jamie Foxx and yeah. Christoph Waltz. With interviews, I was very proud of. Now I have um, a question. Yeah. When you see Sam like on a day like today, does he remember that? Oh yeah, every does time. Does he really? Uh, whenever for Glass and Shaft, I was there when the you guys made time. up for Turbo. Yeah, Turbo. Yeah, we we made up. We did this whole bit where he and I made up yeah. in Spain together. I remember that. Um, and then wait, wait, for, can you? Think about what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Jackson. Think about what yeah. you yeah. just said. Yeah. We made up together in Spain. In Spain. Yeah. And you Kevin was there. I was Sam standing Jackson. right there the whole time. Yeah. It was great. For um, turbo. But uh what I went for glass. Uh I whenever I walked in and I and I said so I gotta be honest, people still and I didn't say what it was, it was just for me and him, and I said people okay. still ask me about it. And he okay. looks at me and goes, People still ask me about it too. No and kidding. whenever I walked in for Shaft, he was paired with uh, Jesse T. Usher and Richard uh, Roundtree. Yeah. And he looks at them and he goes, Remind me to tell you a story about this kid later. Oh so, no! like, yeah. but by the way, did you hear about Richard Roundtree's favorite Wachowski <laughs> film? The Wachowskis? <laughs> I'm going Richard Boundtree? <laughs> uh, that's right. Sorry. Wow. That was a, that was a deep, deep cut. cut. Really? Deep cut. Really? I don't know where that came from. I can't see Gabe's face. I, I can't tell if he thinks we're funny at all. I went way Kevin's, deep. Kevin's face looks so surprised <laughs> by how deep he went. I actually didn't one. even know it was coming out of my mouth until I said it. Like, <laughs> I thought that's how deep it was. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Um, all right, anyway. So we'll rebound from that. And we got to move on. Yes. Right, so the interview with Sam. Uh, was sorry, amazing with, uh, today. Tom, and, Tom Holland, uh, Zendaya, and Jacob. Uh, battling was great. All right, yeah. so moving on to Sam Jackson. Well, no, we got John Watts. Oh, well, well, Sam wait, Jackson. Oh, okay. I just wanted to, I, I uh, so Sam Jackson is someone that I think I've interviewed the most oh, over my tell entire the story? career. I gotta tell this oh. story. It's in my interview. Movie fans will appreciate this story. I don't know. This oh. is, it's on my, you're about to freak the F out. Oh, I, I don't think I told you. Oh, that. you're about to freak. Okay. So, I'm, every time I interview, Ooh, I'm getting chills just, all right, a little oh. bit of a backstory. I've been, so over the years, I've interviewed Sam Jackson a lot. I my wallet, which I've had for many many years, says "Bad MF" on it. Um, it's, it's so uh, actually, Jake, we should kind of go back to Django for a second. Uh, give perspective here. Jake and I interviewed Quentin Tarantino for the first time together at Django. When we were leaving the junket, Quentin stopped us and goes, "Oh, you two were together, like because we were both like it made sense to movie fans, which is to me a huge compliment. huge compliment. He knew that we loved his movies and genuinely wanted to speak with him. Um, and it was it was how when Ty Sheridan walked in for our podcast the other day, he looked at us three and goes, "Oh, you three are together. Yeah, that's really funny. Do you remember that story? Yeah. You're exactly right. That what did I ask Quentin in the hallway after that moment? Uh, do you still have the wallet? Right. Yeah. And, no, I said to Sam Jackson. Yeah, Sam Jackson. Goes, no, I kept it. So yeah. Quentin actually kept the wallet from uh, from Pulp Fiction. So when I interviewed Sam Jackson at Turbo, combining him with Jake's story now, I gave Sam Jackson a bad MF wallet, which he told me he still has. Okay. Um, the last time I spoke, not today, I didn't ask him about it, but I asked him about it every time. He's like, yeah, I still have it in my house. Glass? I still feel bad because Ryan Reynolds was in that interview. I didn't give Ryan Reynolds a wallet. Um, he, 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 he didn't yeah, go on to do yeah, anything, so it's yeah. all right. <laughs> yeah, but you, you didn't give him a Deadpool tie clip? I did, yeah. Okay, yeah. So and then good. he threw it over his, uh, yeah. his shoulder, yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, anyways, <laughs> so today, so Sam Jackson is some, it's, it's, Sam Jackson's an interesting interview. We can, we all can all attest to this. Like, sometimes his answers can be very short, 
Um, you I never know what kind of Sam Jackson you're going to get. And I found that when I go in and I geek out a little too much, he's kind of like the guy who's like keeps it cool. Like it's not a big deal that he that I, I remember. We just had a friend of ours, a good friend of ours, um, tell us about a really bad experience what he had with Sam the other day. Yeah, yeah, and really but, bad experience. But really. on a, on a, on a whole, Sam Jackson to me is an amazing interview. It's just that there's. There are times where I feel like if my question's a little too nerdy. Like, I remember walking in to interview him for Kingsman, and I was like, dude, by the way, I just went to Paris, and while I was in Paris, I went to the Eiffel Tower with a Royale with cheese box and took a photo. Check this out. He goes, cool, man. Like, it was like, you know. (laughs) And there's nothing that deflates you more than when you realize Sam Jackson doesn't think you're cool. Right, right, right. (laughs) So, um, but I actually think secretly Sam Jackson is just as much of a fan of things as we are. I think so. Oh, for sure. And And he he geeked out today. Oh, today was My Star Wars question, he geeked out hard. Yeah, Yeah. so you tell that story, I'll tell, uh, this this is crazy. How's Gabe doing? Because we're kind of, we're going. You say move it. I'll keep it quick, Gabe. This is a great story, though. I promise. So we're in the middle of the interview. Um, I asked him a bunch of things about the movie, which you can't really talk about. Like this was a very tough day because you can't talk about essentially anything in this film with any of the actors. Right. Everything with my my questions today were more about earlier films. Told me a great story about how he originally think Nick Fury lost his eye, um, oh, nice, which man. is a really cool story. Cool. Um, he talked about um, a lot of things. So at the end of the interview, they're wrapping me up, and I go. I had already set up in the interview that we're kind of here for a movie we can't talk about. So I said. Since we're here, I want to ask you a question I've always wanted to ask you. It's nothing to do with the movie, but when Vincent and you are, are driving, I called him, I think I said Vincent. When, Ju- when Vincent and Jules are driving in the car, and Vincent blows Marvin's head off, um, and then, you know, Spoiler, I, Jesus. I shot Marvin in the face, right? Uh, and then they go to Quentin Tarantino's house, Jimmy, right? I think it was Jimmy. I think so. Yeah. And he has all the brain in his hair. I said, like, what? was that stuff like what did they do to make like marvin's brains <laughs> and I, at first i thought he was gonna go eh, it was just you know just like red syrup yeah. i'm like no, no no he goes all right so let me tell you what so he goes all right it was red it was like a red syrup mixed with oatmeal and then he goes in this whole description and then he goes but i'll tell you something interesting i'm paraphrasing him originally in the script marvin was supposed to get shot in the throat okay and he was going to be choking on the bullet as blood squirted out of his Isn't throat that crazy? onto them in their passenger seats. And then Vincent, John Travolta, was then going to shoot him in the face to keep him from, like, like all the noise he was making from being shot in the throat. Oh, my God. So initi- Isn't that crazy? So initially, crazy. it was going to be like this a scene where the gun goes off, it goes into the throat, Marvin's, like, still alive. It's not just the blow-up of his head. And, like, there's, like, blood gushing out. And then he shoots him in the face... And then, and How then he change it. I don't know. I didn't ask him why because this was wrapped up. Yeah. And then he goes, and then he told me something that was more interesting. He goes, but he goes, I'll tell you right now. Vincent shot him on purpose. Okay. And I said, well, but what? I always thought right. it was a bump in the what? road. Yes, bump so in the road. Quentin makes it look like it's a bump in the road. He said Vincent shoots Marvin because he's mad at Marvin for not warning them about the guy coming out of the bathroom to Jerry shoot Seinfeld. them. Jerry yeah, Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. It looks like yeah, Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. He has, yeah. Patricia Arquette's brother, I think. Is it really? Yeah, I think he passed away recently. Um, but um, um, I don't know. I don't know the name. His name. I, um, I'll have to look it up. Uh, but uh, I, I, that was it. Blew my mind. Like I'm like, I'm like, like you just told me that Vincent meant to shoot Marvin. It changes that whole... for the entire past twenty five years. I thought it was an accident. Yeah, of course, everyone thinks. And but but so, Tarantino kind of frames it as an accident. He does, but 
apparently from Jules's perspective, from from Sam Jackson's perspective, it was an actual purpose. Like, wow. why else does he have the gun in his hand? Think about it. The gun's in his hand. He turns around. What do you think, Marvin? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, it's almost as if he's like waiting for the bump to hit. Yeah, so yeah, that, yeah. So I don't know. Wow. It reframed the entire wow. scene for me. That's incredible. Now but, I want to go watch that. But to have Samuel L. Jackson sitting across from me, explaining that there was oatmeal and syrup in his hair, and then like walking through the original scope of that scene it was like and nuts. you're breaking Pulp Fiction news surreal. Yeah. it was surreal <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't I actually know that Simple yeah. Blend 1994 yeah. freaking <laughs> out yeah, we're gonna do 200 yeah. page views All right, yeah. real quick let's, we're gonna move on uh, tell your Star Wars so this is actually oh, it's just, it was just a, there, uh, Nick Fury in the new uh, Spider-Man movie makes a Star Wars joke and so I asked Sam Jackson now, okay so now we know Star Wars exists within the Marvel Cinematic Universe does Nick Fury ever look at the Star Wars movies and think that there's an actor in those movies that really looks like him? Right. And he told me, he goes, yeah, he goes, Nick Fury is really sick of hearing how much he looks like the guy who plays Mace Windu. He goes, but he goes, let me tell you something. He goes, Nick Fury pretends he's sick of hearing it. He goes, deep down, he thinks it's really cool because he thinks Mace Windu's a really cool actor. Like, like, like It was a really fun sort of one of those, like, where, and I let off with that. Yeah. Because um, you seem to be in such a good mood. I was like, I'm going to lead off with a stupid question because I don't know how much I can milk this good mood for. No, and what I'll say <clears throat> is that you call that a stupid question. The minute Jake talked about that question, I was like, oh, I'm so jealous I didn't hear that Star Wars line and think of that question. Well, because I thought the same thing. Whenever uh, Robert Downey Jr. refers to Fat Thor as Lebowski, yeah. my first thought is, does Tony Stark <laughs> think that the guy that plays Lebowski looks like his former boss. <laughs> right, right, right. Who is Jeff Bridges. Obadiah State. Who is Obadiah State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is Jeff Bridges. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's a great line. So, all right, anyway, um, one of the, we will have more from Far From Home, uh, including spoiler-filled conversation. Um, and one of the things that we did while we're here uh, at the Junket is an official interview with John Watts. And it, Which was a great conversation. It was a really good conversation, but what happened was we let off with non-spoiler stuff, which we will run, um, I believe, next week, leading into the release of it. But then we switched to spoiler conversation. And again, which is something that happened to Kevin and I with the Russos, we got the Russos for the very first time that they were able to talk spoilers. Well, it happened again with John Watts. He tells us that we are the first people that he's able to talk spoilers with. He actually yeah. says to us at one point, he's like, my heart is racing. I'm still so nervous to even discuss this stuff in detail because I feel like I'm going to get yelled at by people or that Kevin Feige is going to step out of the closet and like tranquilize dart me. Um, but the more he was able to open up about a lot of the big surprises that happened in this movie – it turned into a much more interesting conversation. Yeah. I have a quick sidebar. I don't mean to cut you off. I, just, yeah. I do want to clarify this because I think it's important. Um, when I when we were talking about the Pulp Fiction thing, yeah. we were talking about the person who comes out of the bathroom and fires at them. Um, it was her. The name of that person, by the way, Robert Arquette. But um, she, uh, Robert, uh, was. Uh, transgender, transgender okay. and uh, was named Alexis Arquette. So oh. she passed away, but I just wanted to clarify it was she, not he. Gotcha. Thank yeah. you. Okay. All right. So um, we will have a lot more from Far From Home in the next coming weeks, including the spoiler conversation with John Watts, and we will have a longer conversation with Kevin Feige. So basically, we're here early to get a lot of this coverage, and we have plenty more stuff coming. So we're going to shift over to... And the John Watts thing is amazing. It's like, really... I cannot wait. Like 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 Sean and I did with the Russos when we were able to kind of go into spoiler territory. 
very similar feeling we that we had with this interview. Yeah, I think you yeah. guys are really going to like it, and I would advise you to go out and see Far From Home as quick as possible so that you'll be part of the conversation when it happens. Okay, we're going to shift over and do our top five movies or the five best movies uh, <laughs> that we have seen in 2019 uh, so far. I don't want to. Jake's having a hard time with this. Because it's stupid. We will um, go round robin where each of us will give our fives, our fours, our threes, our twos, our ones. Uh, and lead ourselves all the way up to um, what we hope is going to be the start of a better run through um, 2019. Because I'll admit, I think that the year so far has been not great, but I legitimately love the five movies I'm about to reveal. Whether they all make my top 10, uh, I doubt it. Some of them absolutely will. But I will still love these five movies. I just don't know if they're going to be top ten worthy. And starting with my number five is Shazam. And I think Shazam is a really fun movie. a One of the better DC movies. I love Zachary Levy. I think it's a, it's a much lighter tone for the DC universe. It's not. I'm not putting it on par with any of the MCU movies. It's better than, than a chunk of the MC, MCU movies. But it's not anywhere near the top. But it's just a fun movie that is something different and a good introduction to the character. And but but truthfully, if I'm telling you Shazam is at number five for me, that's a problem <laughs> for the year. And I anticipate and Zachary Levi. By the we're way, we're six. Zachary months. Levi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did I say? Levi. We, we've been joking with him yeah. about the Levi thing. For yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I get that <laughs> like wrong the all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. So Shazam is my five. Kevin, what's your five? What's uh, your number my, five? Okay. So right now, okay, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Does Spider Man Far From Home count? Within this this grouping, it would be in my five. Yes. So am I? Allowed, oh, oh, am I allowed to include it? Uh, or are we doing this? Sean's five just got well, no, 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 just no, no, got it, changed. Well, it, wait, did, did your list include that movie? No. Okay, good. Then let's. I, I, I argue. I argue it should because it comes out, out in July. Yet. Okay, so let's. It shouldn't. No, it comes out in July. Spider Man okay, Far okay. From Home would be on this list. Yes. Just want to give a heads it up would be on in that. My top five, yes. But because we're doing this list on. June, what's today's date? The 19th. 19th. anniversary. 18th. Oh, no, 19th. You're right. Today's your wedding 20 anniversary? Years. My wedding anniversary. 20 years. That's amazing. Many years. And you're here and with he's us. here with us. I'm here with you guys. Ah, yes, oh, wow. I know. That's how much I love Real Blend. Yeah. Well, Eric's recording uh, Hero Blend at your house right now. That's what's going on. <laughs> is that what they with call Michelle. it? With Michelle. <laughs> 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 recording Hero Blend. That's the announcement is that Sean's <laughs> wife is now it's a Michelle. co-host on Hero Blend. He's texting Gabe. Texting with the Eric right now to make sure everything's going. Saying get out of the house. Um, okay, home. so okay, being that all of these movies, uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home is not eligible for this list. My number five is Blinded by the Light. Uh, well, that doesn't come out either. Oh, you're right. I can't include yeah, that one. Blinded by the Light. <sighs> all right, well, I got to start over. You go first. Uh, <laughs> I start over. Uh, for me, my number five is John Wick Chapter Three. Okay, it's just. All right, well, it, that, that's my it, number five, too, then, I guess. It's so uh, batshit crazy. I, I, I need something. I mean, it's just so relentlessly insane. That's my number and five, and I'll let Jay it, take it. It goes yeah. a little bit, and we can talk about this together. Even though it goes a little bit, I'd argue, in the final act, it goes a little bit overboard. I mean, those are some beautifully choreographed ballets of badass. I mean, that is just unbelievable. And and I, I like the mythology that they're building. I like that, you know, it's, it's getting cra- – it's so far beyond – they killed his dog at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, but I, I really enjoyed it. And, and for the love of God, it better not be on my top ten list by the end of the year. So you're both – that's your number five. Yeah, that for is for me. My number four is Yesterday. Um, really beautiful film. Oh, oh, wait. Has it opened yet? 
See, this this no, the counts. It counts in June. Why does that count? Because it opens in June. It opens June twenty eighth, and then Spider. I changed my number five. I changed my number five. I changed my number five to yesterday. This exercise is blowing up. I told you I didn't want to do this. All right, so I'm. I changed my five. My five is yesterday. My five is yesterday. I'm confused here, but it has to be when it comes out. No, it has to be when it comes out. June twenty eighth is not for another week and a half. No, but that's June. It's the first six months of the year. But it's also played festivals. It's played festivals. So it's blinded by the light. So it's blinded by the light. No, but blinded by the light. It has to be. It has to come out in the first six months of the year. It has to come out in the first half of the year. All right, this first half of the year. I need to revamp. It has to be released in the first half of the year. Blinded by the light isn't out till like August. Four is yesterday. Come on, right, I need to start. Really over. sweet movie. Yesterday, Lily James is fantastic. Um, Danny Boyle, great return to form. And that one scene that we can't talk about. Oh, that one scene. And I told you, you love it too. Whenever you yes. love that scene, yes. Okay, good. Because I was Cause remember, I told you, I said that I think that scene's gonna be divisive. I don't know if it is. It's so well, great. Well, it was divisive at the junket. Was it really? Yeah, there were people that did not like that scene at all. I loved it. Yeah, scene. there were people that found it offensive. 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 Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, what's your four, Kevin? All right, I had to revamp my list because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't realize that we had protocol and parameters here. All right, so Jake reminded me of John. Have Wick. you never been on this show ever? Yeah, that's true. Um, Jake reminded me of John Wick three. So John Wick three is gonna be my number five, okay. solely based on the action scenes. Even yes. though it's not my it's my least favorite of the franchise. John okay. Wick one and two, I think, are better films. My number five, John Wick three. We're all on four now, right? So my four, number four. I said yesterday. It's gonna say. be Book Smart. Um, oh, Olivia yeah. Wilde's film. Oh, I didn't even put that. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Um, the claymation scene in that movie alone is worthy of, yeah, of your viewing. Really uh, it's very well done. I think Billy Lord's performance is one of my favorite performances of the year so far. Um, I love the I love the commentary it makes. I thought Sudeikis was hilarious. Olivia Wilde did a great job directing it. And I cannot wait for her to direct again. Can I ask you a question? Looks more amazing. Yes. And people are going to say, that is this, this is a super bad question? Yeah. Um, Which super bad or book smart? And I think that's a very fair question. It's an interesting question because then it's like, a fair question. I mean, personally, but but here's the thing though. Like, it's all about your personal experience going into a movie, right? I personally related more to super bad. So, Don't you think they're really similar? They're similar, but 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 the only thing that's similar about them is they're a movie about two friends. Going to parties just, on, just last night in high school. Yeah, but just the interaction. And then the Jonah Hill's sisters. And yeah, listen, I get it. I, I, I get that they're similar. Um, but Booksmart, my number four. I Jake? think um, Super, Booksmart's much better than Superbad. Do you? I think oh, Superbad's a better no. movie. I think Superbad's, Superbad's a better movie. I think Superbad's far better. But I also, would I also relate to Superbad more? Uh, my number four is Shazam, for all the reasons Sean said. Um, I just had a smile on my face the entire time. It was. It just reminded me of old school Amblin magic um, that treated kids like adults. Judy kids like they could handle yeah. mature themes. Yeah. Um, I like that it was a superhero movie that didn't feel the need to jump into the superhero action in the first ten minutes. It right. took it takes the whole act yes. to get into the superhero yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, and I and I liked the idea that it represented um, a, a group of kids that really hadn't been represented before, like yeah. like orphans that lived in the orphanage, yeah, 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 and, very and, much and so. we hadn't really seen that before, and, and that was really touching. And, and that one scene, I don't want to ruin it for anyone that hasn't seen it, but that one scene at the end, yeah, that the big payoff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with, with yeah, everyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, I mean, that, I got tears. Yeah. So that was a great movie. It was really exciting. Really big fan. Um, we're going to break some news right now. What? Matthew Vaughn's Kingsman prequel. Oh, The King's Man? Has a name. Oh, yeah. The King's Man. I like that. Me too. February of 2020. It's awesome. There's a logo and a title. And it's a prequel. It's a prequel. The King's Man. The I like King's that. The King's Man. And it stars, uh, who's in that, Gabe? You went to the set? Yeah, Gabe. How was that visiting the set for Hero Blend? Uh, Ray Fiennes, is that correct? Uh, Liam Neeson. Wow, 
Schindler's List reunion. Liam Neeson? No. 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 Uh, one other big time person though, right? No. It, Colin's not in it. Colin's not in it. Don't tell me what to do, game. Oh, Chicky Tooks. Is Elton John in it? No, he's not. But he will be in a movie that's on in my top three to this point. Dude, uh, but number spoiler, three man. for me is Us. Um, and Us. This is where I get to the point where I think these are movies that will end up being in my top ten. Um, and and I still. This is where I'm disappointed. I still haven't seen Us a second time. Um, I've only seen it the one time. How many times have you seen it now? I've seen Us four times. Oh my gosh. Yeah, three um, for me. And I know I'm going to like it more the second time. Have you guys time. watched it at home yet? No. It plays well at home. I watched Can't it at home. Wait. Oh, really? I watched it on Blu-ray. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I really like Us a lot. I think I'll even like it more. Oh, you know what's crazy about the time. when you watch it a third time about the ending? Yeah. It still doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um... And so that's right. That's right. Then I think Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele continues to prove that he's a uh, outstanding new voice in both um, horror and thrillers. I, I almost want to see him switch gears a little bit and see if he has another muscle to flex because I think he does. Um, and we'll see what he does next. I don't know what his next few plans are, but um, yeah, I think uh, us is my number three right now, Kevin. Uh, I went with Shazam for number three. Nice. I, I thought that. Uh, I just really thought that Zachary Levi, the, the performance was was amazing. The whole scope of everything that was executed in this film, from the comedic tone to the horror tone to the action tone, um, I just think that the entire process of this movie just worked so well. And I think, I love that it really kind of had a great element of real-life drama with the idea of the foster care system and Zach Levi's character going I through really that. I really like the foster character. Yeah. yeah. And that was amazing. But And then the action at the end, I love the, the sequences when, um, who's the uh, actor who, um, like, the the kid, not Asher Angel. Um, the kid Jack, from it. Jack, Jack, yeah, Jack, Jack Dawson. I don't remember. That's, that's yeah. Titanic. That's um, Titanic, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anyway, so he, I, I like the scenes when he's like, Filming Jack Dylan, Jack Dylan Grazer. There you go. Yeah. And uh, and he's filming Shazam, like learning his superpowers, which yeah. I thought was pretty cool. Yes, that um, was very funny. So to me, that that I thought that was interesting. So all right, you're a three. My number three is Endgame. Look, I know on this podcast I've given it. What? A lot, listen, I know I know on this podcast I've given it a lot of flack, but I've given it a lot of flack not because I thought it was a bad movie, but because I was disappointed that it wasn't the movie I wanted it to be. You're not the movie you wanted to be. I know. It doesn't make any sense. My parents say the same thing. <laughs> it makes no sense. No, I mean I cannot deny that Endgame has a lot of incredible moments and and really does a lot to pay off an 11 year 23, 22, 22, 22 movie 22. journey. I mean I I can't. So you don't even know. I, you don't you don't even know. <laughs> um, but I uh, I I mean I can't deny what that movie does right and what that movie does right is far more superior than what it what in my estimate it yeah. does wrong yeah so Fair it's enough. a number three for me all right two for me is rocket man um, can i go ahead and say two for me is also rocket man nice. so we'll, we'll bang that and out. two for me is once my time in hollywood but go ahead <laughs> rocket man I'm is again the movie that that i wanted bohemian rhapsody to be as much as kevin loves bohemian rhapsody um it's love i love elton's music but i love the way it uses elton's music um i think taron edgerton is fantastic yeah. I think is he going to get an Oscar nomination? No, because no, I think not. the movie came out too soon. And it didn't do well enough. And it didn't do well enough, right. Um, it, Paramount has an uphill battle to remount that campaign. Um, if the rest of the year is weak, then maybe, but I can't see it being weak enough to get him in. And yet, it's such a rewarding film. There are, I said this at the time when we reviewed it, there are arrangements of classic Elton John songs from that movie that I actually 
prefer to the original songs, Saturday which is night. crazy. Crocodile Rock yeah. in the Troubadour scene is better than the actual Crocodile Rock. Um, his version of your song, which he oh, sings himself, yeah. is beautiful. I have um, it on my phone. And it's just it's just a great movie. And I'm sad that enough people didn't go check it out because... Like every person I talk to that sees it loves it. Right. And, and then not enough people are seeing it. Bohemian Rhapsody made a fortune. Almost a billion, literally almost a billion Bohemian dollars. Rhapsody is a better movie. No, it's no, not. I, no, it's see, not. I think Rocket Man, my problem... Oh. I love Rocket Man. I, I would go as far as to say... I, no, I really liked Rocket Man. My problem with Rocket Man was that I thought the breaking into music, which I love musicals, but two of my favorite movies ever are Sweeney Todd... And um, I'm trying really? to. Yeah, I love Sweeney Todd. I love Sweeney Todd. Really? Huge Sweeney Todd fan. My wife and I love that movie. Um, huge really? fan. It's actually one of my top five Burton films. Probably top three, actually. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I love, I love Sweeney Todd. I have love you, Sweeney Have you seen it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Three or four times. <laughs> have you um, seen more than three Tim Burton films? Oh, yeah. I've, seen, I've interviewed him for more than three films. Yeah. Um, uh, we always got really big eyes there, right? Um, uh, hey. So I thought Rocket Man broke into song. A little too much. I thought that it, it, it took me out of the film and reminded me it was a musical. People say about uh, oh, Moulin Rouge was the other one I was thinking about. Yeah, oh, that's really I love Moulin Rouge. Okay. And, but Rocket Man, I think, was very good. But I wouldn't call it better oh. than Bohemian Rhapsody. Rocket Man is a great biopic. Bohemian Rhapsody is a great commercial. Bohemian Rhapsody. The live aid scene in Bohemian Rhapsody is better than any scene in Rocket Man. Oh any scene no, in Kevin, no. do you know Tim Burton's favorite Elton John song? No. Rocket Batman. Oh, yes. That was beautiful. Great job. That was really good. Thank you. Thank you. What's your, you said two is uh, Rocket Man. My two is Rocket Man. My number one's Endgame, and if you need to know why, you can listen to uh, the last 15 episodes of this podcast. I haven't even done my number two yet. My number two is Endgame. Oh, where yeah. are we? Wait, what? Yeah. I said two in Rocket Man yeah, I two. two, but I, I oh, and I, you, I you jumped into yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Your so my number two, two is Endgame. Endgame. Okay. Yep. Good. All right, are we on number one now. Oh, uh, I thought you were going to give a reason, but you... Oh, no, I well, love Endgame. you two Endgame. talk together. Yeah. Two and one. That's Hi, cool. how are you? I, I like Endgame for every reason Jake didn't. <laughs> yeah. Fat Thor. <laughs> I love Fat Thor. Um, oh, I think God. it's a great concept and a great uh, uh, metaphor on the idea that but Thor... But we agree that Endgame's not better than Infinity War. It's not better than Infinity War. I don't War. know. Jake's one. Um, my one is Endgame. Your one is... Us. Us. My one is us. Uh, what? No, it's not. What? Hold on a second. It makes no sense. It literally That's how little I like the movies this year. No, you don't like you us more than anything. You don't deserve to put us at number one. I don't deserve, I don't want to put any, I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to do this. I told you guys. I hate the movies this year. Us is not your number one. It is. It's a lie. The things, that I, the things that I like about us, I love Jake. more than most. I hate the movies this year. I didn't want to do this. Jake, I, uh, Gabe, isolate that sound bite, that sound bite, please. I want. I just want Jake yelling. I hate the movies. <laughs> I hate the movies that have come out this year. Wow. More than you like. If any of these five are yeah. on my top ten list by the end of the year, it will be the worst I've ever. The worst year I've ever done a top ten list in my entire life. Yesterday, yesterday's really yesterday great. will not be on my top ten list. It's really special. I love the Beatles. It's a really good movie. Uh, it's it, it'll do. Endgame is fantastic. It was a it's film. It's a game changer. <laughs> You're an awful person. You're an awful person. I cannot this believe. is the sound of me crumpling up my list. All right, all right, fine. So let's hope that ten more better films come out this year, including oh, I want to see Blinded by the Light so badly. It's good. Yeah, I know that Gabe said that we can't pick it, and that if we get Bruce Springsteen on the podcast, he won't run it. 
But um, <laughs> no, he'll run on Hero Blade. <laughs> yes, he will. All right. Um, this week in movies, three movies that we have not seen because we've been traveling. Uh, Anna, which is a new Luke Besson. No, no, no. Anna. Anna. A new Luke Besson. There's a new Luke Besson film this week about a blonde girl who is a lethal killer. I mean, it's, it's what? It is literally every Luke Besson movie ever made. How did I not know this was happening? It's called. Uh, did you know Anna. this happening? No. There's a trailer for it, and you should watch it. It's it's Lucy with another person, essentially. But Luke Besson has yeah. a film coming out that two out of three film critics have not heard of. Yes, that is happening. It's called Anna, and it's coming to theaters now. But most people will either go see Child's Play. Did you guys see it? No. Nope. Or Toy Story 4. Did you guys see it? Nope. All right. I see, I, well, I'm seeing the movie. So, theoretically, yes, we are in scheduling, London. Can we just say it was scheduling? Yeah, it we was not, all scheduled. We did not choose to see Toy Story 4. Yes. We will see it Thursday. Night. Our screenings of Toy Story 4 happened this week, and we were all out of town. We will have a reaction to Toy Story 4 next week on the show. Even if it's very quickly, it'll be at the front of it, because all three of us will see it this weekend. Moving on to this week's blend game, the films of Killian Murphy... Um, I, who, again, once we got into this game, I realized that he has far more great films yeah. than I anticipated. But, yes, he's in a lot of great films. He's yes. in a lot of great films that aren't necessarily great because of him. Oh, interesting. That's I interesting think he's there. good in, he's great in a lot of movies. Yes. But when I think of a lot of movies that he's in, I wouldn't say, oh, they're great because of him. Interesting. That's fair. But he's also good. He's good. Uh, he's always good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a lot of the movies that he's in aren't great because of him. You know who I say that about also? Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell shows up in a lot of great movies. Yeah. They're not great necessarily because of him. That's fair. Some of them are. But, like, no one goes to Minority Report because Colin right. Farrell's in it. Right. That's fair. Right? Right. So I'll go first and I'll say this. I'm a hypocrite. Because when people started posting on social media and playing along with Kelly Murphy Blend, and a lot of people did, we got a lot of really great social media reaction. Anyone who picked a Nolan film, I was like, don't be lazy. Like, don't just say Dark Knight because it's a great movie and he happens to be in it He's not in Dark for a brief scene. He's, he's in the beginning, in the very of Dark beginning. Knight. Oh, that's right, it's the opening scene. They're yeah. not hockey oh, pads. Yeah, so he's oh, in the hockey pad scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's in all. What makes you different? He's in all. I'm not in hockey pads. I still don't understand how Nolan made that decision, but continue. However, my choice is Batman Begins. Because that's different. Because I love. Yes, this is why I'm he's defending the primary it. villain. He's the primary villain, yeah. and his scarecrow is really good. Great. His scarecrow is really, Great. really good. And what it showed me. This is why I prefer Batman Begins to The Dark Knight. Do you? I do. It's a better movie. That's insane. First and foremost, how does it feel to be so wrong? And this is going to sound crazy. <laughs> No, you're going to say the Scarecrow is better than the Joker. No, I won't, because Ledger's Joker is amazing. But I loved that Nolan took a villain in Batman Begins that no one knew or cared about and made him incredibly cool. I'm not going to say it's easy to do the Joker, but it's easier to do the Joker than to make Scarecrow your main villain. Yeah, of course. Of course. And the Joker by himself is just a fascinating character. But if you're like, I'm going to do a Batman movie and it's an origin story and his villain is Scarecrow and Ra's al Ghul, that's crazy. Like, that's that's suicide. Like, you and just awesome. you shouldn't do it. Yeah. And it's it was amazing. And part of it was because Killian Murphy was very convincing as Scarecrow. And so when I looked over his films, which were significant films, great films, 
I, if I'm picking favorite, of which he is a significant contributor, I'm going Batman Begins. Batman right. Begins. That's a good pick. Thank I, you. I can't. I can't. Kevin, you're up. I had a hard time with this one because of kind of what Jake just said. I feel like every movie that I love him in isn't necessarily great because of him. Um, I he works with Nolan a lot. He does. I mean, obviously you can go Dunkirk, but I mean his character wasn't. Big enough in Dunkirk. Um, I I think I might go Danny Boyle's Sunshine. Oh, yeah, great that's movie. where I Probably was Probably because... That's where I was too. But oddly enough, my reasoning behind it is because I just love that movie. And I also love that that piece of music that was written for that film, those those uh, Adagio 4... I don't remember what it was called, but it was, um, it was the same theme that Matthew Vaughn put into Hit Girl's action sequence in, in, in yeah, Kick-Ass. Yeah. She's like... The POV it's a great score, yeah, it's like it's, like, it's like four notes and it's unbelievable. Um, but yeah, it's funny because I don't really think I can't think back to why I love him in that film. I just and love that. Are you is it the right choice? Yeah, I, then I honestly don't know what my choice is. For That's this. a really, but I like that. Yeah, I like I'm gonna, that I guess I'll go sunshine. Uh, this is one of those choice. weeks that I really love where we have three different picks. Yeah. Oh, good. Um, I picked Twenty Eight Days Later. Nice. Ooh, yeah, yeah, I really did think. And the reason that. I picked Twenty Eight Days Later is nice. because he represents the audience in that movie. Yeah. Waking up and having no idea what's going on, right. and then like us, he has to be taught. What's going on? And he has to absorb the information of what's going what's on. My and, favorite story. And, and it's just it's the the idea. I mean, long before Walking Dead ever did it, a guy who went into a coma and wakes up, and while he was in a coma, the world went to shit. Right. All right. What an amazing <laughs> yeah. premise. Yeah. Yeah. And he he represents the audience so well. And usually, I hate when a character is meant to be us. Yeah. I hate when, you know, I, I really don't like the Ellen Page character in Inception. Yeah. Because she's so clearly yeah. meant to be us in that we need things explained. Yes. So they she's a character, you know. But yeah. he, it, this is handled far better. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. And if I actually, obviously he's in Inception as well. Um, but I, I... And also to be in London like we are yeah. right now. How they shot that. It, yeah. Like we, we drove by Big Ben earlier today. Yeah. Swarmed by people, right? Or Trafalgar like, Square. Trafalgar Square, yeah, like yeah. just him walking around. Uh, one, I think that that's my favorite Danny Boyle movie. Oh, um, interesting. Oh, we haven't done Boyle Blend, have we? Well, uh, well, it's funny that you mentioned that. Oh shit! Sorry, Gabe. Sorry, Gabe. But I, I just think that he does something that I normally don't like, which is plays a character that represents the audience, right? But does it in such an amazing way yeah. that I forget that that's what he's doing. Yep. And he handles it really well. I love that movie. I love his performance in that movie. 20 and Days Later is amazing. If I were to pick his favorite performance, and I talked about this with Sean, and I was not given permission, I would pick Peaky <laughs> permission. Blinders. Permission. Because Peaky Blinders, is yeah. in, he is incredible. He's, He's also a great show. Show. He's great Inception. Is that a gangster show? It's like Boardwalk Empire, but in London. Okay. Isn't that yeah. Tom Hardy? Tom Hardy's in it yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. I so cannot, I mean, I think it's BBC, but they put it on Netflix. Oh, okay. I so cannot understand anything anyone says that they put on <laughs> Um, subtitles. subtitles. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, all right, Rachel West, uh, playing along on social media using the hashtag Killian Murphy blend, uh, picked intermission. Josh Thomas said uh, Scarecrow in the Nolan Batman trilogy. Saskia, who came to our London meetup, yes, thank you for coming to see us in the pub. Said Sunshine, uh, and Chipper Beale said Twenty Eight Days Later. And then Gabe wants me to note that nearly everyone. Who played along on social media wanted to add Peaky Blinders. What? Um, and I would not allow it. It's that's the rule. Why do you get to say? Because I am. Um, Gabe is the one <laughs> running this show. Gabe, know? can I pick Peaky Blinders? 
Gabe says, and really, who wouldn't, is what he said. So, do you, What do you mean I have to pick Hero Blend? I think he approves. I think he approves. Question. Yes. Did you guys hear about Killian oh. Murphy's... Fuck's <laughs> sake, man. Did you hear about Killian Murphy's favorite show created by Brian Cranston? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Stop. Well, we have to go. We have to end the show. Killian Murphy's favorite show. Let's go. Come on. Created by Brian Cranston. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> Sneaky Pete Blinders. Sneaky Blinders. Come on. You have ever Sneaky Pete? You know the show? Cranston created that show. Killian's on Peaky Blinders. So Sneaky Pete Blinders. For next week, as Jake has hinted out to. We are going to play, Kevin, you didn't hear this. Um, we're going to play hashtag Danny Boyle Blend. Oh. Uh, so you could reach out to us on Twitter using hashtag Danny Boyle Blend. You know Blend. what? Maybe it's not 28 days later. I really don't. Actually, now I'm thinking. Twenty-eight weeks else. later. He's had some amazing. I films. know. I, t- I take back my pick. See, I'm, I'm questioning my pick, too. No, I know. I stay. I stand by my pick for for Killian Murphy. 28 days later. I, I was saying that was my favorite Danny, Danny Boyle, Boyle movie. Oh, I'm questioning my. Killian Murphy. Well, pick. your Killian Murphy pick was shit. I'm quite sure. Sunshine's amazing. No, it's a great movie, but you picked it for the wrong reason. I did pick it for <laughs> no, the wrong reason. No, it's a great movie. <laughs> but, but, but you know why? You messed me up. Because you said something that really I'd never thought of before. I love all these movies that he's in, but it's not him that... Right. I would even yeah, argue yeah. that 28 Days Later, I like because of Boyle's direction more than Killian's performance. Yeah, like, but he's I, great but in I it. know, but, but like when I look back on 28 Days Later, I think about the way that movie was shot. Which is why I go back to so what are the freaking rules of this game just not no one blinders. knows maybe not Peaky Blinders no one knows but honestly since <laughs> Peaky Blinders it should be my pick since I'm so that's like um, making us do Cranston Blend and not I letting us pick Breaking Bad by Batman Begins I defended the I, film and his performance I, I probably, as, I did, as I did with 28 Days Later you probably convinced me more than anything on your pick thank you because I didn't even listen to mine I heard your game. pick I listened to everything you You're said king. I listened to every word you said went to the bathroom I did hear everything you said. <laughs> Jake actually said, I'll tell you that right now, I was in another room. Jake said the reason why he likes... We gotta go. I got somewhere I gotta later be. ...is because he is the You're audience's yeah, perspective. Well, we gotta go. Did say that? Did you say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Gabe, we're getting there. Relax, Gabe. We're getting there. All right. Yeah, so you've changed week. ever since you went over to Hero Blend. Oh, do you, do you, did you rush Hero Blend all over? You, you probably out? let them go... Like for hours. <laughs> That's a three-hour like, podcast. Let's talk about Superman again. You're the one with the heart out. And yeah, I know. Let's go. Come on. I gotta All go. Right, next week, hashtag Danny Boyle Blend. Uh, you can play along on social media. Obviously, you can email us your picks at Real Blend. Did you at least at hear Blend. about Danny? Boyle. Oh my God, we have to go. <laughs> Did you hear about Danny Boyle's favorite Fran Drescher show? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. She only has one. <laughs> Danny Boyle. Danny Boyle. Yeah. <laughs> There we go. I love getting it. I love getting it. Uh, In addition, you can send us a review (laughs) at RealBlend at CinemaBlend.com. We will read it at the top of the show. You can go to the iTunes page. You can leave us a star rating. You can leave us a review. All of that stuff is helping to boost the profile of the show. I can't tell you guys how excited we are to be getting uh, your feedback and letting us know how things are going. We have a couple of um, potential meetups in play. Let's see Gabe's reaction to this. Um, And so we'll start to share information on those as they happen. Gabe, I have an idea for one that I think could be a lot of fun. Um, Listeners can follow us on social media at Jake's Takes, at Kevin McCarthy TV, uh, and at Sean underscore (laughs) O'Connell. Go over to Jake's to see a photo of where Jacob Batalon should be. Um, But really... Screw you guys, (laughs) man. You all would have done it. 
We will be back next week with the very beginning of our Spider-Man Far From Home coverage where we will talk... Um, Oh, no, we're going to review Toy Story 4. We're going to run the non-spoiler conversation with John Watts. Not Kevin Feige. We will <laughs> Oh, I forgot to tell John my joke today. What joke? John Watts' favorite MCU character. Okay. John Pepper Potts. I don't know why. How did Let's I go. We have to go. I have somewhere I have to be. And until forgot next week from London. Dunkirk. Solo name scene. No, no. Never again. <laughs> Ever. Ever. Repeat that. Ever. I'm turning off the mic. It's one of the worst scenes of all time in the history of movies. It's one of the worst scenes the ever off. created in all the right. history of movies. Turn Dunkirk. Gabe up. How do, we, how do we turn Gabe up? This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.